says, Romans chapter 1 and verse 16. We're going to wait for the screen to get there. But we have to understand the Word. See, we have to understand the, the, everything is in the Word. What God going to do in your life is in the Word. He has given you His Word. And what God want to do is He wants to make sure you get the Word. All right, watch what it says in Romans 1, 16. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. He's not talking about no Old Testament. Some of the New Covenant. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God. See, all this stuff people are doing, that's not the gospel of Christ. You can't water baptism in the New Covenant and, tell you, and say God told you to do it. You don't have no scripture for that. Because the ministry of the new covenant was given to us through the apostle Paul. We're going to go ask Paul just a moment, right? Watch what he says. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God. Watch this. Unto salvation. This is how you get your salvation. Everyone, to everyone that believeth. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. And watch what happened when you preach the gospel of Christ. Verse 17. For therein is the, gospel, is the righteousness of God revealed. God's righteousness is revealed. God revealed to you his son when the gospel of Christ is preached from faith to faith and is written the just shall live by faith. You can't, if you're going to live by faith, you got to go by what you don't see. You can't go by the bread on the table no more. You can't go by the water in the pool no more. You can't go by washing of the feet. All that stuff is Old Testament. That is natural. All right, that's why I'm teaching on the new is better than the old. The word new means spirit. The spiritual things are better than the old things. Why? Because the Bible told you, therefore, if any man be in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, he's a new creation. All things are passed away. And behold, all things are become new. See, the key is, are you a believer of the new covenant? Is the key. Now, let's get into the Word of God. Now, what I want to do today is, I want to go back, I want to once again tell you that this is the last teaching in this series, Volume 1. It doesn't mean there won't be a Volume 2 or Volume 3. I don't even know nothing about that. All I know, this is Part 6 in Volume 1. The new is better than the old. I taught you Part 1 and 2. The new bread is better than the old bread. Well, who is the new bread? Let's look. Glad you're at John 6, 48. Let's see who is the new bread. John chapter 6. Because if you find out who the new bread is, my message today, we're going to be talking about rivers of living water. If you find out who the new bread is, you're going to find out who the living water is. See, it's not about the old no more. Here it is, John 6, 48. I am that bread of life. That's what Jesus told them. I am that bread of life. Maybe you're eating the wrong bread. See, if you're eating the bread off the table, that's not the bread of life. And then we are justified and say, Jesus told us to do it. See, you need to get that straight because 
You can't take Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and tell the new covenant believer Jesus told you to do that. That's what people do. So yeah, I know because I, I, I had the, the, what we call the communion table made. And that's the scripture we use. Do this in remembrance of me. I wish I had known I could have saved God's money. Jesus didn't tell you to do nothing in the new covenant. God sent you Paul, and everything he wants to tell you, he told you through the apostle Paul. Amen? So the new covenant is given to us by the Holy Spirit through the apostle Paul. Jesus did not minister to you. Jesus ministered to Peter, James, and John, and all those in the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Jesus ministered to. Our ministry came to us by the Holy Spirit. All right, now, John chapter 6, one more, and verse 58. We're talking about the bread. John 6, 58, watch this. This is that bread which came down from heaven. Not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead. Your father, they ate the bread off the table, and they died. Same thing happened to you. You're dying. Because if you trusted the bread off the table, that's what happened. But then Jesus said, he that eateth of this bread, talking about, talking about Christ, shall live forever. But how do you eat of the bread that came down from heaven? That's what I've been trying to tell you. It has to be preached to you. I'm preaching the new bread to you. I'm preaching to you Christ. I'm preaching to you Christ. That's how you eat the new bread. Just believe. Just believe. Stop trying to figure it out. Believe the word. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 1 through 8. We're headed to our message. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 1 through verse 8. The new covenant was given to the apostle Paul. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 1. Are you there? There we go. For this cause, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, if you've heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given to me, Paul says, for you, how that by revelation he made known to me the mystery, as I wrote a full and few words, whereby when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto the holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. Well, you didn't get the Spirit until after Jesus rose from the dead. So you could not learn to keep the law because you can't do nothing without the Spirit. The Spirit will not glorify bread on the table. The Spirit is not going to glorify water baptism. People can jump up and down and say, I got it all you want. The Spirit is not going to have any part of it. Now, I can show you that in the Word. Jesus said, when he, the Holy Ghost, has come, he shall glorify me. 
He's not going to glorify water baptism. He's not going to glorify foot washing. He's not going to glorify all these Old Testament rituals you're trying to keep in the church. The Holy Ghost is not going to have any part of it. He's only going to glorify his son. Hallelujah. I'll show you that in a moment. Ephesians chapter 3. That the Gentiles, here it is, verse 6, should be fellow heirs, number one. That the Gentiles shall be of the same body, number two. That the Gentiles should be partakers of the Holy Spirit in Christ. Watch this now, don't drop the cup. By the gospel. You get the Holy Ghost by the gospel. But what happened if you're not preaching the gospel? See, people have told you, because they told me, that when they baptize you in water in Jesus' name, you can get the Holy Ghost. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Now, according to this Bible, in verse number 6, Verse 5 said, which is in ages to come was not made for the sons of men as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Holy Ghost that the Gentiles, this is what the Holy Ghost said now, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body, partake of the Holy Spirit in Christ by the gospel. That's why I read to you Romans chapter 1 and verse 16. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So don't let nobody lie. This is your soul at stake here. When people tell you you can baptize you in water in Jesus' name, you get the Holy Spirit. Let me show you another. You here in Ephesians, go back to chapter 1 and verse 13. He's going to tell you again, back back to chapter 1, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13. Told you how to get the Spirit. You can't go way back there to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, because back there he told you to ask. I'm going to show it to you. See, what people want to do, they want to read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they'll tell you, yeah, praise God, you got to ask for the Spirit. You ain't got the Holy Ghost because you didn't ask. Hallelujah. You ain't got the Holy Ghost because the Spirit said if you ask anything in my name, he'll do it. That's what he's going to take you to. You got to ask God. Listen, you are in the old covenant. The reason you have to ask is because you didn't have the Spirit. God's grace hadn't come. But once God gave you his grace, you don't have to ask. Just receive his son. When you receive his, his son, you receive everything he has. Now that's the new covenant. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13, here it is. This is how you receive the Holy Spirit. In whom you also trusted, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel, once again, the gospel of your salvation. You don't get anything in the new covenant except you believe the gospel. The gospel of Christ, not the gospel of water baptism. Because in this gospel, I'm going to show you that Paul said that God did not send him to baptize. And yet people are telling you, well, that's what I believe. Well, just believe your way right on the hell, sir. You've been wrong before, you're wrong again. 
My job is to tell you the truth without compromise. In whom also you trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after you believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Is that plain? Which is the earnest of our inheritance unto the redemption of the person's possession, unto the praise of his glory. Show you how you receive the Holy Spirit again. See, don't go out and believe. Let me, show, let me take you to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians. And let's show you what Apostle Paul says. And let's go down to uh, verse 12. See, all that 1 Corinthians, they talk about water baptism. They're trying to get Paul to water baptize. So in 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 12, that's what we ask. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 12. Now this I say, Paul says, that every one of you says, I'm of Paul, I'm of Apollos, I'm of Cephas, I'm of Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Were you baptized in the name of Paul? Then he's going to say, look, I thank God I baptized none of you. Say Christmas and Gaius. Lest that any should say I baptize in my own name. And I baptize also the household of Stephanus, besides I know not whether I baptize any. Now, verse 17, Christ sent me not to baptize. So you can't go in a new covenant and say God told you to baptize in a new covenant. No, you're in Old Testament. The, the man that gave us the new covenant, the apostle Paul, the apostle of the Gentiles, said that God sent him not to baptize, but to preach the gospel of Christ, the gospel, not with the wisdom of words, lest the cross, lest the cross of Christ should be made of non-effect. Then he, then he says in verse 18, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but to us which are saved, now are you saved? Do you have your faith in the cross? Us which are saved, it is the power of God. The cross, the preaching of the cross, the preaching of Christ is the power of God. Then he's going to tell you what God did when he preached the cross. For it's written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. I will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where's the wise? Where's the scribes? Where are the disputants of this world? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. Here we go again. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching the cross to save them that believe. The Jew required a sign, the Greek seeked after wisdom, but we preach Christ, there it is again, crucified. Unto the Jew, a stumbling block, unto the Greeks, foolishness. But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greek, here it is, Christ, the power of God. Christ, the wisdom of God. Don't get no better than that, brother. Now, let's go to the message, shall we? 
This morning I gave you John 7, 37. Let's go back there quickly because we got some new information. John chapter 7 and verse 37 says, In the last day, now we showed you the last day was the day of the feast uh, of the Passover, uh, not the Passover, tabernacle that I showed you in Leviticus chapter 23 and 33. So when Jesus said in the last day, he was talking about the last day of the feast of tabernacles, that great day that Jesus stood and cried, saying, Is any man thirsty? Now, he fulfilled Isaiah 55. We're not going back there. We read that this morning, Isaiah 55, 1 through 5. Is any man thirst? Watch what he says. Let him come to him and drink. Well, why do we, why do we need to come to Jesus and drink? Because he is the living water. He is the living bread. If you're hungry, come to Jesus. If you're thirsty, come to Jesus. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly. This is what God going to put the spirit. Remember, we before the cross. We know this because after the cross, when you're saved, you have Christ in your heart. Call your belly. He that believeth on me, the script, as the scripture has says, out of his belly, out of his heart, shall flow rivers of living water. That's why out of your spirit as you speak, out of your spirit as you sing, out of your spirit as you worship. That's why we worship God in spirit and in truth, because the living water flows out of our heart through our conversation, through our thoughts, through our conscience. Through, that's why when you share the word with somebody, that's living water. When you're singing in the spirit, ministering in the spirit, just like Minister Cassandra Hayes this morning, ministering in the spirit, that's living water. But this spake he, of the Spirit, he says. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. This spake he of the Spirit, was they that believe on him, whilst they should receive, because it was before the cross. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given. The Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Now, I told you glorified is when he died, buried, and raised again from the dead, seated at the right hand of the Father. All that goes together is him glorified. Acts 2.36, God had made that same Jesus whom they crucified, both Lord and Christ. All power has been given to him, glorified. All right, now, with that in mind, I gave you some things on glorified. Let me give you just a few of them. Uh, John 12, 16, you right there. John 12, 16, then we're going to skip down to verse 23. We're talking about glorified. I gave you Acts chapter 3 this morning, verse 13. God glorified his son. That's Acts 3, 13 this morning. Now I'm going to give you John chapter 12, and just one verse 16 says, These things understood not his disciples at the first. But when Jesus was glorified, Someone he raised from the dead, set at the right hand of the Father with all power in his hand. Then remember they, 
that these things was written of him and that they had done these things unto him once he was glorified. They understood because now he gave them the Holy Ghost. Look down at verse 23 and 24. Same chapter. John chapter 12 and verse 23. And Jesus answered them saying, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be, watch this, glorified. See, he knew his mission. He knew what was going to happen. God was going to raise him from the dead, set him at his own right hand, gave him all power in heaven and earth and under the earth. Glorified. So he said, look, the hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abides alone, but if it dies, it's going to bring forth fruit. Glorified. Going to bring forth fruit. Now, let's look at another. We gave you Acts chapter 3 and verse 13. Let's give you Acts 2. Let's show you, let's show you another. A Acts 2, 17, 33. Acts 2, 17. And it shall come to pass, Acts chapter 2, verse 17. It shall come to pass in the, in the last days, said God. See, that's, that's what he was talking about. You know, that, there's, a, there's, a, there's a movie that I watch, and I hope everybody will get a chance to watch this movie. It's on your podcast. It's, on, it's called uh, The Apostle Paul. If you go back and look at The Apostle Paul, there's one called The Apostle Peter, but you watch these movies, they would tell you it's the last days. Matter of fact, they come right out and tell them, Jesus coming soon, Paul. Paul would tell Peter, Jesus coming soon. They, them guys knew he was talking about them. But here it is 2,000 years ago, and you know what the church would tell you? Jesus coming soon. Lord help you. Verse 17, and it shall come to pass in the last days. They were in the last days. Joel prophesied this. Now these guys say that this is what God said in the last days. Says, God, I will pour out my spirit. Well, when did God pour out his spirit? In the last days. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And all my servants, all my handmaid, I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above. I will show signs beneath uh, blood, fire, and vapor, smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness, the moon and the blood, before the great noble day of the Lord come. That's what they was waiting on. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call in the name of the Lord. Can't be you. That's not how you saved. You were saved by the Lord calling you. They were saved by calling on the Lord. You go look that up. It shall come to pass that whosoever shall call in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Call on the name of the Lord. That's how they were saved. You were saved by grace through the cross work of Jesus Christ. You were not saved by calling on the Lord. By grace are you saved through faith. Not of yourself is a gift of God. Free. That's Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 through 10. All right. Then he's going to tell them you men of Israel. You know he's not talking to you. Verse 22. You men of Israel, hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth, the man approved of God among you by miracles, wonders, and signs, 
that God did by, by him in the midst of you, as you yourself know. Now, he told you why Jesus Christ did these things. This is how he was approved of God. By miracles, by wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you. Him being delivered by the determinate counsel, foreknowledge of God, you have taken by wicked hand, have crucified and slain, whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holding of it. See, this, this is an awesome thing. Now look at Acts chapter 13. I got to give you verse 33, I'm sorry. Verse 33 says, therefore, we're in Acts chapter 2, verse 33. Let's do 33 and 38. Therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted. See, he's glorified now. Being by the right hand of God exalted, glorified. And having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost. Now, you ought to get that one now. Jesus received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost. That's why you could not get the Holy Ghost without Jesus. God gave the Holy Ghost to one man, and that's Jesus Christ. Verse 33 told you that. Having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he has now shared forth this with. But what are you going to do? He received it. What's he going to do? He's going to pour it out. That's why he said, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. Then, verse 38, and Peter said to him, to, to, to the Jews, Repent. To the Jews, told you who it was to. Repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. For what reason? For the remission of sin. Well, you don't get remission of sin through water baptism. Now you get remission of sin through the cross. Christ died for our sins. But before the cross, you had to get it through water baptism. All right. Now let's go to Acts chapter 13 there and verse 14. Acts chapter 13, and we'll start with verse 13. Acts chapter number 13. That's what we want to do. Acts chapter 13. I want to make sure that anything else. Okay, let's do Acts chapter 13. Acts chapter 13, verse 13. Now, when Paul... And his company loosed from Paphos, they came to Pergola in Pamphylia. John, departing from this, returned to Jerusalem. But when they departed from Pergola, they came to Anath, Pisgah. And with the synagogue, they went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and sat down. And after the reading of the law and the prophet, the rulers of the synagogue, sent unto them, saying, You men and brethren, if you have any words of exhortation for the people, say on. Now, from that point on, the apostle Paul is going to begin to speak. And he's going to begin to tell you everything that God did. Now, I want to go down in verse 23 and pick this up. Because Acts 13, 23, this is what Paul's still speaking. Of this man's seed, talking about Jesus Christ, 
has God, according to his promise, raised unto Israel a Savior, name is Jesus. When John had first preached before, watch this, his coming, watch this now, the baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel. Who did John preach the baptism of repentance to? All the people of Israel. And as John fulfilled his course, he says, Whom think ye that I am? I am not he. But behold, there cometh after me, whose shoes and feet I'm not worthy to lose, men and brothers and children of the stock of Abraham, whosoever among you that fears God, to you is the word of this salvation sent. And they rejected it. For they that dwell at Jerusalem and their rulers, because they knew him not, nor yet the voice of the prophets, which are read every Sabbath, they have fulfilled them in condemning him. And they found no cause of death in him, yet they desired Pilate that he should be slain. And when they had fulfilled all that was written of him, they took him down from the cross, laid him in a sepulcher. But God. But God raised him from the dead. He was seen of many of them which came up with them from Galilee, Jerusalem, who are his witnesses unto the people. And we declare to you glad tidings how that the promise which was made to the fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, God has fulfilled the same unto us, the children, and that he has raised up Jesus again, as it is written in the second psalm, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. And, and as concerning that he raised him up from the dead, no more, now no more, to return to corruption. He said on this wise, I will give you, here it is, the sure mercies of David. I will give you the sure mercies of David. Let's go to Isaiah 55. This is what Jesus said when he said, Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Isaiah, I will give you the sure mercies of David. And if you got the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you, you got the sure mercies of David. Watch this. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 1. Hope, everyone that's thirsty, come to the waters. Jesus is calling. He that had no money, come, buy. Yea, come, buy wine. Buy milk without money, without price. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfies not? Hearken diligently to me and eat that you eat that which is good, let your soul delight itself in fatness. Incline your ear and come to me. You shall live. You shall, and your soul shall live. Come to Christ and come to him, and your soul shall live. Incline your ear, 
come to me and your soul shall live. And here it is, I would make an everlasting covenant. That's what I just read to you. The sure mercy of David is the new covenant, the covenant of grace. Grace is sure. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure, here it is, the sure mercies of David. God said, in verse number four, I have given him for three things, for witness to the people, a leader of the people, commander of the people. And verse five says, also I call the Gentiles. Thou shalt call a nations that thou knowest not a nation that not, knoweth not thee shall run to thee. That's why you ought to run to Christ today, brother. Because of the Lord thy God, for the Holy One of Israel, he hath glorified thee. That's why I was talking about glorified his son. Now, let's go to John chapter number four. Hallelujah. While we're in the old covenant, let me do Ezekiel. Ezekiel 47. Then we go to John 4. Ezekiel chapter 47. Because we have to understand where this living water at. It's in the temple. Woo! I want somebody to shout it out. Where is the living water? It's in the temple. Boy, if you only know what the temple is. Somebody put their hands on the belly and says, it's in the temple. Living water is in your temple. He that believeth on me of the scripture has says, out of his belly, out of his temple, shall flow rivers of living water. This spake he of the spirit, and they that believe on him should receive. For the Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. But once God glorified his Son, he poured out his Spirit. Man, all you need to do is just receive it today. Every time the gospel of Christ is preached, God wants somebody to receive his Spirit. You don't have to fuss with him, just receive it. Pastor, you tell me I can receive the Spirit and I'm a thousand miles away. If you can hear the gospel preached by a man of God, a woman of God that preached to you the gospel of Christ, you can receive the Spirit right now. Just receive it. Just hear the words you're hearing, believe the words you're hearing, and thank God for His Holy Spirit. Ezekiel chapter 47, verse 1. Afterwards, Ezekiel says, he brought me again unto the door of the house and behold, water issued out from under the threshold of the house eastwards and the forefront of the house and stood forward eastward. Waters came down from under on the right side of the house at the south side of the altar. Now he's talking about the temple of the Lord. That's why in the New Covenant, Paul said, no, you're not, that you are the temple of Christ. You are the place where the Holy Ghost lives. So here it is, Ezekiel, Old Testament, 
It's giving you types and shadows and letting you know that the water flows from the temple. Hallelujah. And verse number three. And when the man that had the line in his hand went forth eastward, he measured a thousand cubits. He brought me through the waters. He brought me through the waters. The waters were to the ankle. He measured a thousand. He brought me through the waters. Somebody say, he brought me through the waters. And then he says, the, water, the waters now were to the knees. He measured the, a thousand. He brought me, here again, he brought me through the waters again. You got to keep coming through the waters. The water was to the knees. First the water was to the anchor. Then the water was to the knee. And then the water was to the loins, to the waist. And verse 5 said, afterward, he measured a thousand. It was a river. My God Almighty. So you got to grow in grace. You ain't got it all. See, that's one of the greatest things we got to understand about the Spirit. Keep receiving the Word. Some of, you, some of you got the water, but it's just up to your anchor. You're doing okay. But then you got someone here got, got, got some water, and that water's up to their knees. Keep on receiving the Spirit. Keep on allowing the Holy Ghost to fill you. You need the knowledge of God's Word. Keep on growing in grace. Then it comes the time the water comes up to your waist. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, these are healing waters. These are healing waters. Living water. Verse 5 said, Afterward, he measured a thousand, and it was a river. Whew. Hallelujah. That I could not pass over. A river. But it went from the knees. It went from the ankle to the knees to the loins. Then it became a river that I could not pass over. And the Bible said the waters were risen. The waters were risen. Waters to swim in. A river that could not be passed over. Glory to God. Are you telling me that God got more for you than you think? That's what I'm trying to tell you. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Let God bring the waters into the house. Waters comes up to the feet. Then it comes to the knee. Then it comes to the waist, the loins. And then it gets into, so until it becomes rivers to swim in. And then in verse 6, he said unto me, Son of man, have thou seen this? Then he brought me and he caused me to return to the brink of the river. Now when I had returned, behold, at the bank of the river were very many trees on the one side and on the other. 
Then he said to me, these waters issued out toward the east country. Glory to God. See, what he's doing, he is seeing Jesus Christ's ministry. Because once Jesus got full of that water, he began to walk out toward the east country. Preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Healing the sick. Raising the dead. Full of water. That's what God wants you at. When you begin to do something like that for God, make sure you're full of water. Watch what he says. Verse 8. Then he said to me, these waters issues from toward the east country and go down to the desert. Wonder why is that the desert? Because you got a whole lot of folk who need some water. There are some people who need you in their lives. Then it goes into the sea, which being brought forth into the sea, the water shall be healed. See, God is, God is wanting to bring, he's showing you Jesus Christ's ministry right there. And you wonder why Jesus Christ was able to heal the sick. Full of water. He was full of healing. And that's why at night you'd be looking for Jesus. Jesus back, back in here with the Father. Hallelujah. Making sure he keep that water full. Get the water to your ankle, your knees, your waist. Then you want to you be introduced to the river. Can't pass over it. Water to swim in. In verse number nine, and it shall cut in the pass that everything that liveth, which moveth, whatsoever the river shall come, shall live. My God Almighty. See, when people come in contact with Jesus Christ, what happened to them? They live. Why? He was full of water, living water. The Bible says, and there shall be a very great multitude of fish. Where fish come in at? Souls of men. That's why God wants you full of water. You got to be able to help somebody. These waters shall come thither. They shall be healed. Everything shall live whether the river cometh. So when Jesus Christ began to go on his ministry, preaching to the, the gospel, look at Matthew chapter 11. Watch this. Matthew chapter 11. John the Baptist just got locked up. Matthew chapter 11. Came to pass. Matthew chapter 11. John the Baptist just got through locked up. Came to pass when Jesus had made an end of commanding his twelve disciples, he departed thence to teach and to preach in their cities. When John had heard in the prisons the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples, he said to him, Are thou he that shall come? Or do we look for another? Are you the one that's supposed to come? Or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said to him, you go show John these things which you do hear and see. The blind receive their sight. John spoke the no. 
Because he know Isaiah said he'd be full of water. He, go, he left to give healing. Well, the healing is in the waters. The words of the wise. The wisdom, the knowledge, understanding that's in your heart is how people are healed. Life comes out of the heart. From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Jesus said to him, go and show John again those things which you do hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the levels are clean, deaf, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who is not offended in me. And he said to them, Jesus began to say to the mother too concerning John, what did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaking with the wind. Well, what did you go out to see? A man clothed in a soft raiment? Behold, they wear soft clothing in king houses. What did you go out to see? A prophet? Yea, I say to you more than a prophet. This is he of whom is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face which shall prepare the way before thee. This is John the Baptist the fulfillment of Elijah. Verily I say to you among them that are born of women, there has not risen a greater prophet than John the Baptist. Notwithstanding, he that least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than John. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violence take it by force. All the prophets and the law prophesied to John, but if you can receive it, this was Elias, which was for to come. The man that was supposed to come before me, you've already killed him. John the Baptist. John chapter 4. In the gospel of John chapter 4, Jesus is going to meet a woman, and she's going to be at the well. Wonder why he's going to do that. Now remember, John chapter 2, Jesus already preached at a, at a wedding where he turned the water into wine. John chapter 3, he's already ministered to Nicodemus. And when he ministered to Nicodemus, he told him the difference between the flesh and the spirit. He said, that which is flesh is flesh, and that which is spirit is spirit. I marvel not that I said to you, Nicodemus, you must be born again. But people took that and said, yeah, the water's for baptism. Listen, I just showed you the water is a type of the Holy Ghost. Jesus turned the water into wine. Don't you understand? Jesus was full of the Holy Ghost, but at the cross, you didn't see the spirit water come out. You saw blood and water because he was pouring out his spirit. What a mighty God we serve. John chapter 4, verse 7. There come a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me the drink. For his disciples were gone out, away 
unto the city to buy meat. I'm quite sure Jesus planned it that way. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it being a Jew asks, drink of me? Which I'm a woman of Samaria. The Jews have no dealing with the Samarians. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew, wait a minute, the gift of God. I'm going to write that down. The living waters is called the gift of God. Romans chapter 6 and verse 23, we want to go there next. We're going to come right back here. We're going to come right back to John 14. But let's go over to Romans chapter 6 and verse 23. So you got to know what, what God put in them. You got to know what the living waters are, and you got to know why there is no end to the rivers. Romans chapter 6 and verse number 23. For the wages of sin is death. That's on this side of the cross before you got to the cross, the wages of our sin, their sin was death, but the gift of God, Christ on the cross, death, bed, and resurrection. The gift of God is eternal life. Well, what is the gift of God? We know it's Christ, but what is it really? Let's show it to you in Romans chapter 5 and verse number 17. What is the gift of God? The gift of God is eternal life. Do you know what the gift of God is? Do you really know what the rivers of living waters really are? Here it is. Romans chapter 5, verse 17. If by one man offense death reign, by one much more, they which receive, here it is, the abundance of grace. Grace and truth, two things. Grace and truth. What has he pulled out to me? Grace and truth. Truth is the word. Grace is the spirit. Both are spirit, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Here it is right here. The abundance of grace, Romans 5, 17, and the gift of righteousness. <coughs> the gift of righteousness. Look right there. Look at it again. Verse 17. For if by one man our fist death reign, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. So when Romans 6.23 says the ways of sin is death, but the gift of God, what is the gift of God? God's righteousness. So what really are these living waters? Let's go to Psalm 78. Quickly. I'm going to be right back when I got to finish John chapter 10. Matter of fact, let me finish John 10 now so if I don't get back, I'm okay. John chapter 10. I'm sorry, John chapter 4, verse 10. John chapter 4, verse 10. 
because that's where we are. John chapter 4 says, Jesus said to her, if you knew the gift of God, and, it is, and who it is that said that he give me the drink, watch this, you would ask of him, now people tell you today you got to ask for the Holy Ghost, which you don't. That's why I gave you Ephesians 1.13. You need to hear the gospel. Old covenant, you had to ask. He says, give me the drink. Thou would, thou would have asked of him, and he would have given you, there it is, living waters. Now, you know you can't ask for the Spirit today. You can't get baptized in water to get the Spirit. You've got to believe the gospel of Christ. All right? The woman said to him in verse 11, let's move on. In verse 11, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. And which then has thy, this living water? Are you greater than our father, which gave us the well, and Jacob, and he drank thereof, and his children, his cattle? Jesus said to her, remember I told you, he's better, we're dealing with better than, the new, the new is better than the old. So the first thing she says was, are you better are you greater than our father Jacob? Are you better than Jacob? Jacob gave us the well and drink thereof, his children and his cattle. Jesus said to her, Whosoever drinketh of this water, gonna thirst again. The same water that you're drinking right now, woman out this well, you're gonna thirst again. You got to come here and get more water. I'm offering you something that's eternal. And that's what people do not understand. You still use the bread on the table. It's not eternal. You got to come right back next week and do the same thing again. Or the week after, the week after. But the bread that God gives you is eternal. John chapter 4 and verse 14. Here it is again. But whoever drinketh of the water that I shall give them shall never thirst. The water that I shall give him shall be in him. A well. A well of water springing up into everlasting life. The well God want to put in you, the water God want to put in you, is going to be eternal and you never got to worry about running out. Can't never pass over. It's a river you cannot pass over. You're going to need this because all of your ministry it's going to have to come from the well. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians 15. You can't minister unless your belly is full of water. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Here we go. Moreover, brothers, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you have received and where you stand, by which all you, so you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preach to you, unless you have believed in vain. For I deliver to you first of all that which I also received, how Christ died for our sins, according to the scripture. He was buried and he rose again. He was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that he was seen of above five hundred brothers at once. And also he was seen of James and all the apostles. He was seen, Paul says, of me as one born out of due time. Christ died for your sins. Don't let nobody take your salvation away. You can't be saved 
by all this other stuff that people are telling you to do. You have to believe Christ died for your sins. He was buried. God raised him from the dead. And now he become your salvation. My time is up. I thank you for yours. And the door of faith is open unto you. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.